James! James, what day is it? It's Wednesday, Walt, and it was Wednesday five minutes ago when you last asked me. Are you alright? Yeah, fine. You, fine. You sure? I haven't seen you this tightly wound since you fell off the bus, Martin. I'm just... I'm expecting something to arrive, and I'm a bit stressed about it, okay? Alright. What's gonna arrive? The future. And that stresses you out, does it? It doesn't stress you out? Well, not particularly. Oh, actually, Walt, it's just ticked over to midnight, so it is technically- Thursday! It's that time of the week, fourth day on the morning of the fifth day. Look to the east. But it's not quite there. Nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. It's longer than that. It's four day, Thor day. Did you know that Thursday is actually Thor's day, James? That's what the name comes from. It's the fourth day of the week, fourth day. Maybe they should call it fourth day. <laughs> uh, Walt, you're freaking me out. You sound a little bit like- Ever you wanted to disguise yourself as a Christmas ham? Wish that your relatives would feast on your flesh? I have, actually. No, wait, Walt, this is not you. Oh, yeah? What makes you so sure? You're not the cowed merchant, Walt. You are much weirder. Like, he couldn't exist without you, so you're like the base ingredient for all of your wacky characters, <laughs> including the Cowd Merchant. It's true. The cumulative effect of all the strange personas that I wear is yep. me. I do like how you went into Lord of the Rings for a hot yeah. second there as well. It felt appropriate <laughs> after the sense. recent set. Uh, welcome to the Get Commanded podcast. It's the GCP brought to you by POG, Palms Off Gaming, sponsor of this podcast. We're all uniting forces to help you to have better games of Commander. I'm your host, Walt. And hello, Commander players. I'm your other host, James. Now, before we get to, I'm assuming, a transmission, there's a, oh, there is naturally a blinking light, but we'll look in the we'll, inbox. We'll find I'm it not, later. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've read it or just opened it already, but... I think it's on the way, yeah. Fair enough. Well, before we look in our inbox and find out what's going on, I do want to remind all of you lovely listeners out there, if you want to support the incredible content that Walt and I are doing, there is no better way to do it than on our Patreon. It's the best way to support the work that we do. And there's awesome benefits on there like mm -hmm. playing with Walt and I we can review your decks we can like give you access to certain things and stuff on our discord it's mm -hmm. really really cool you should check out it all on patreon.com slash get commanded podcast so mm. uh, do you know why the green light's not blinking or um I've got a little bit of a feeling about it I have a funny feeling we should start this episode with a thrifty interlude. I have to admit, we have been talking for a very long time. I'm keen for a break. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to begin this week with a thrifty interlude. Much, not much of an interlude, I suppose, because not much has happened so far. But we're going to hear a little something about a thrifty card. And as is tradition, I will be performing a monologue. And this week, it's the cowled merchant with some more new wares. Would you like to read the card we're featuring this week, James? I sure would. All right. Well, the card for this week's thrifty interlude at, like, four minutes into the podcast <laughs> is Endray's Forerunners, the big pig. It's five green, green, green for a creature boar that's a seven, seven with vigilance, trample and haste. And whenever it enters the battlefield, other creatures you control get plus two, plus two and gain vigilance and trample until end of turn. Ever wondered what it might be like to glimpse the soul of your creator? For the clouds to part for just a single moment? For all the things you've been and done to mean something? Or perhaps the clouds were always part of it. And the wind. And the trees. And so, it comes to this. I've told you so many stories. But this will not be the end. From the ashes of our past, a new dawn will rise. A pure dawn of endless possibility. A fire in your ribcage. A light to guide our way. And from that day, another will spring. And another. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Get budgeted! 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 Forever! 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 Huh? What are you doing here? This is my private, solitary, imaginary, weird space. Walt only, okay? I mean, 
I'm not Walt, I'm the cowed merchant. For 100 weeks, you have been breathing life into cheap Magic the Gathering cards. This has had a significant effect on our cohort, and we now require an offering from you. What kind of offering? 100 weeks, 100 cards. Yeah, I got that. What am I offering you with that? Remember who you are. You can't Lion King me, that's not fair! I'm the one who gets to quote stuff! Man, 100 cards, what's that about? Hmm... Oh! A commander deck? You want me to build a commander deck? But all of the Thrifty Thursday's cards do different things! How's that ever gonna work? You will find the way. Alright, well, I guess it's time- TIME TO GET COMMANDED! Bloody hell, James, how did you get in here? You know, like wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, doorway into your head, all that kind of stuff. Wow, everything around here looks just... really cheap. Yeah, that's the idea. It's all much more valuable than it looks, though. Like, over there- Hey, is that that little guy from Sprout Swarm? Hey, little guy! Look how cute he is, Walt! Uh, James, do you remember what Sprout Swarm does? Yeah, it makes one sapling and has buyback. Should we run? Um, yeah, yeah, let's run. You okay, right now. Let's yeah. run. Ah! <laughs> 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 um, uh, that was incredibly meta and weird. <laughs> so. We're doing an Archetypes episode because the Space Commanders have kind of abducted us into the world of Thrifty Thursdays and we're now in that. Out again. We ran of. away from a swarm of sprout swarms. I'm assuming been buffed by Enray's Forerunners, <laughs> which is a great Thrifty Thursdays 100. <laughs> a lot has happened. Yeah. Uh, what, what I've landed at is we're building a commander deck. That yep. uses the cards from Thrifty Thursdays. Because there are a hundred now. That was the card that I've just featured literally yesterday as of the time this episode comes out. Yep. As of yesterday, Thrifty Thursdays 100 has come out. So for a hundred weeks, every Thursday, I've written a Thrifty Thursdays card. Every single one has been different. They've all been about, you know, $2 or less or whatever. Yeah. So we have a hundred. Yeah, we can build a commander deck. Well, can I firstly say, mm -hmm. congrats on Thrifty 100. Thank you. This is a lot of writing. Mm -hmm. um, and you can go into our Discord and go back through the logs and see all the different Thrifty Thursdays. Yeah. Not all of them are on Discord. Some no. of them are exclusively in our private Facebook group from our community. Mm -hmm. But you've been doing this for a long time. These are beloved. So I think everyone has been waiting for the culmination of a hundred cards coming together mm. into a commander deck. I, this is exciting. I think it's really exciting. Um, I would like to start in a kind of weird spot in, when it comes to building this deck. Sorry, we've not started in a weird spot already <laughs> with this episode. <laughs> okay, maybe a little less weird than what's just happened. It's still a bit weird. Sure. It will feel out of place. I want to talk about how I choose cards to feature on Thrifty Thursdays. Yeah, this is... I've actually talked to you about this because we've been in store and, like, game stores across mm -hmm. Melbourne and people have been like, this would be a great Thrifty Thursdays card. And you're like... It doesn't fit my imaginary criteria that I have in my brain. <laughs> well, they were imaginary criteria. I've, Until now. I've decided to put them down in writing because I felt like I had them in my head. And so I knew when someone told me about a card that it wasn't a Thrifty Thursdays card. I didn't know why. I've articulated the four P's of choosing a good Thrifty Thursdays card. God, we love alliteration, don't we? We do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the true. P -p 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 of Thrifty Thursdays. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> um, so the, the first one's pretty obvious. The mm -hmm. first P is price. So can't be can't be a Thrifty Thursdays card if it's not thrifty. No, exactly right. So it has to be cheap. Usually my absolute maximum is $2, and that's like on Card Kingdom or something like that. Mm -hmm. But in general, I actually aim for cards to be a dollar or less. I want cards that really don't stretch the bank at all. You know, yeah. anyone can pick one up kind of thing. Nice. I like it. I have seen a couple of Thrifty Thursdays cards climb in price yes. since their so, feature. Exactly right. So obviously I'm not speculating with price. It's the yeah. time that I, when I write about the card, that's when I'm talking about it. You but know what I mean? But realistically, if you feature it on Thrifty Thursdays and the price starts to climb, it's because you made it expensive. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually been a few times, I haven't featured that many cards that have climbed up a lot. There's been a few cards I've set aside as future Thrifty Thursdays cards that have then gotten extremely popular. Like, Decar was one oh, that I the had. the Fractal Theorist? 
it makes yeah. fractals whenever you cast insisted sorceries. It's a really strong card. It's like five bucks now, right? It's like ten bucks, I believe. Ah, oh, damn it! I need to buy one of those for right? a new deck. It's so good. <laughs> I think it. I think it was like a dollar at the time I was looking at it. I was like, this everyone's sleeping on this card, and then I was like, oh, no one's sleeping on it anymore. Well, it's because it's like as, as a mono. Oh no, it's it's a Simic. No, blue. It, it's, it's, it makes blue green tokens. Blue green tokens. Blue but it's color identity. So card. like, if you had a Talrand deck, mm -hmm. you could replace it with Dika and be creating more than just two twos. You could be creating a five five, a three three, a six six. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it's super good. Um, the other one, the next P, sorry, is popularity. So I don't like to feature cards that are extremely well known already, even mm -hmm. if they're cheap. So as much as I love it and I do play it and I. At rate it super highly, Rampant Growth will probably never get a Thrifty Thursdays because everyone is, well, you know, 80% of people, 90% of people probably are aware of Rampant Growth. Well, I feel like everyone's aware of Rampant Growth because it's the card that defined ramp. Yeah, um, it's so. the basis of that whole yeah. umbrella term. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that those two are reasonably, like, sort of obvious. The next one is Playability. And when I say that, I'm not saying, like, it has to be a card that is, like, worth putting in a commander deck. Yeah. I'm saying it has to be playable in more than one sort of deck. Ah, uh, so it can't be just, like, that one weird card that sees 100% of play on one commander's EDH rec page. 100%. I get you. I, get I you. love cards like that. Like, yeah. I love, you know, in my Arami deck, I love Teferi's Veil. The two-mana enchantment that says whenever a creature you control attacks, it phases out at end of combat. In Arami, it lets you keep the things you encore forever because the end of turn effect resolves, but they're not on the battlefield, so they can't be sacrificed. So you keep them all from forever. I think it's a really cool card. I don't think Teferi's Veil is seeing play in any other decks. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think if there's a deck that yeah. fits in, but it's really weird. <laughs> it would so probably also not. be really narrow. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it, it has to be playable in sort of like, you know, maybe two or three different sorts of decks. I genuinely can't even think of another deck to fairies fail goes. Yeah. It's a weird card. Or like, you know, in my Remy deck, I play Cemetery Tampering. is a great mill yeah. card. This is the mill card that has Hideaway. It's really, really good if you're in a mill deck, if you're in a reanimator deck. But outside of mill and reanimator, you're not going to play yeah. it. Like, I, I wouldn't put that in my, like... I don't know, Aristocrat's deck. I don't think it would be doing enough in that no, deck. No, I know? get what you're saying. So it has to be like slottable in any kind of commander deck within a certain range. Like if it's in mm. an archetype and pushes like, you know, for example, there's Greg the Useless Sculptor. He makes yeah. tokens. That's kind of good in a, it's better in a tokens list, but mm. it can go in any white creature-based strategy. Yeah. yeah and like look, I, I will say I'm flexible on this. So, like, I featured cards that have Storm, for instance, where mm -hmm. mostly you're going to be playing that in the Spellslinger deck. But, like, yeah, it's it's iffy here. It's not as crucial, but in general, I try to feature cards that are, you know, playable in a few different places. I feel like the real tip box to tick is whether or not it just gets the thumbs up from you. <laughs> I mean, the fourth P is pleasing. Oh, really? So yeah. that's, like, genuinely down to you whether you just like the card or not? I mean, like, I, I think, yeah, it has to be interesting to me, I guess, right. is what I'm saying. And look, the, the three other categories will help with this already. But yeah, yeah. like, it's, there are times where someone shows me a card, and yeah, it's cheap, it fits the price one, mm -hmm. it's not popular, so it fits that, fits that category, it's playable in a few sorts of decks but I just don't think it's very interesting and it won't really get a Thrifty Thursdays yep. for that reason. I want people to look at Thrifty Thursdays, basically. Like, all these categories are so that someone can see a card that is cheap and go, like, wow. That's kind of nuts. That's kind of nuts in, like, maybe this deck or yeah. maybe this other deck. Well, you know, you know I mean? like, one of the cards that I thought that I looked at a Thrifty Thursdays blog post and went, oh, my God, I'm sleeping on this card, was Port of Carfell. Mm. It was, like, one of the Thrifty Thursdays cards where I was like, hang on, this is just a reanimate anything in your graveyard and on a you. land yeah. and it mills you a bit like what yeah that's just like another effect of a reanimate spell yeah that's so good uh yeah i feel like if you're in a reanimator strategy that's in blue black you kind of have to run it yeah and also just like if you're in blue black and have good big bomb creatures that you want to keep on the battlefield if mm. someone removes it Having a port of Carfell there just in case someone removes your, I don't know, like Sphinx of the Second Sun or yeah. your something else, just getting it back feels incredible. I, yeah, I feel like that was one of the cards that hit me and went, oh my God, Thrifty Thursdays is affecting my deck building. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a land on the front. On the front. This one's a land on the, it's actually a Magic the Gathering deck master thing on the back. It's a real magic card. <laughs> Which is good that, yeah. it is, that it is that. Anyway, sorry. So I realize that's a bit of a weird thing to start with, but I sure. this all feeds into the fact 
that I cheated with this deck. <gasps> Walt, how dare you? So we've talked before about how we read the commands in advance. Yeah. I read this command 28 weeks ago. <laughs> I actually remember you kind of owning up to this yeah. about 28 weeks ago. So I knew it was coming. And basically I was like, I want the deck that I build at the end of this to be playable. And yep. the main thing that I realized is because of those four criteria I just outlined, and particularly those last two being playable in a few different decks and, pleasing, and being, being pleasing means that there are particular types of cards that I'm very inclined to feature like protection spells and removal and graveyard recursion mm -hmm. and there are other types of spells that are extremely important to deck building and we've talked about a lot that I'm very not inclined to include like card draw and ramp yeah I remember you <laughs> like kind of coming to me with this pie in the sky idea with the space commanders and I was like I don't know if this can happen, man. Like it's, it's, you're going to need to like cheat a bit. And like, you were yeah. like, yeah, no, I know I don't have any of this. Cause like you, at that time you would have kind of already got a list of the cards mm -hmm. ready and you could see what categories they fixed and yeah. even what tags on Moxfield they were kicking. Yes. See the list on Moxfield. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I knew that this was lacking. So yeah, if yeah. you look at all of the Thrifty Thursdays since week 72, you can probably spot a bit of a pattern. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of ramp in there, a lot of card draw in there. Um, because I wanted this deck to be playable. So yes, this, that, that is one thing that works in its favor. The other thing it was lacking was win cons. So that was another thing I focused. Yeah. Hence end raise forerunners being our hundredth card there. That is a card that can just win the game. Absolutely shocking that one of the win cons in this deck is having a bunch of tokens and casting an end raise forerunners, which is something Walt's been doing since he started playing Commander. <laughs> it's true. I reckon in probably the first singles order I placed, I reckon it was, there was like probably three end raise forerunners in there. Probably multiple. I actually I wouldn't be shocked. I remember having an end raise forerunners and you kind of being obsessed with the card just being like oh, it's like a big overrun effect but on a creature and it's a big pig and oh, I was like all right this is Walt's card from now on <laughs> I wasn't aware that Crater Hoof Behemoth existed yet and if I'd seen the price maybe I wouldn't have been playing commander in the first yeah. place and now there's a white Crater Hoof Behemoth <laughs> yeah. we've got enough overrun effects people it's yeah, fine we've, we've got more than enough it's true um so yeah look my hope is that not only did I fix the deck but that hopefully it's just improved the overall variation in the cards that I featured sure. in Thrifty Thursday. So I hope Space Commanders understand that that's why I've been doing that. Mm. And I've still been choosing the cards that fit the four Ps wherever possible. So like my ramp pieces, I didn't feature Rampant Growth. Like I've said, it's not really a card I want to feature. It's I featured... very rare because you always have a white-bordered Rampant Growth in any deck that has green. It's true. I yeah. really like the card, but I ended up, yeah, featuring on Thrifty Thursdays instead cards that I feel people were sleeping on more, like... Diligent Farmhand and Leafkin Druid. The Leafkin Druid's the one that taps for two green. If, if you have four, four or more creatures, yeah. yeah. Was it power or four or more creatures? Four or more creatures. Four or more There's creatures. another one you're thinking of, I forget what it's called, that is like a tree folk. That if uh, you have four Elysian Carated, yeah. Which yeah. taps for a mana of any color as well, or two mana, it's which is. It's actually pretty gas. It's pretty cool yeah. in that way. Um, so the other way that I cheated, aside from choosing cards that were card draw and ramp and that kind of mm -hmm. thing, um, lands. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm assuming basics don't count, right? Surely basics don't count. I've extended that not counting <laughs> um, to lands that just are good cheap. So I kept them cheap, yep. but multicolor lands. It's a, It has to be a five-color deck to feature all the cards that I need to have in it, right? Like, yep. if I had a three-color deck, you know, so many of my cards are not playable straight up, right? So yep. it has to be five-color. So I just included a bunch of the typical cheap... Very good multicolored lands in our format, like Evolving Wilds, Path of Ancestry, and Command Tower. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the sort of like fixing package is just tapped dual lands from Dominaria United mm -hmm. that have like types, you know, the ones just enter tapped and have two types on Seeing them. Seeing a lot of pauper play at the moment. Yep, like Wooded Ridgeline is the yep. red green one, that kind of thing. And then tapped tri lands, but not the cycling ones from Ikoria and stuff. Oh, these are the untyped ones yeah, that so just that... come in tapped and tap for a mana of one of three colors. Yeah, so yeah. Jungle Shrine, for instance, yep. is the Naya one, right? Yep. Just enters tapped, taps for red, green, or white. Look. I'm okay with you doing that. And look, in the future, maybe you do like a one-off Thrifty Thursdays about this cycle of kind of crap lands that <laughs> <laughs> are totally fine to play in a five-color mana base. And help me fix the deck. Yes, yeah. it's true. I might do that. And look, I will say most of the lands that I have featured on Thrifty Thursdays are also in there. So Port of Carfell, for instance, in the deck. Mm -hmm. So that's also something to look forward to. Um, now, the other very significant thing that I've done here and I did because I had so many weeks to prepare 
uh, the commander mm. of this Thrifty Thursdays deck. You're smiling because you already know about it. I, yeah, I think it's so cool. I think it's awesome. So basically, like, my concern with the deck is there are many different sorts of cards I feature on Thrifty Thursdays that are trying to do very different things. Well, There's, we've already spoken about it. Like, you got graveyard reanimator stuff, yep. token overrun stuff, There's spell even slinger spell stuff. slinger stuff. Yeah. yeah. So in order to make sure that the deck, like, actually kind of, like, got towards where it wanted to go, I needed there to be a really strong effect in the command zone to support the various sub-strategies and basically, spoiling a little bit, but have the ability to find the cards you need to choose a line and then kind of just like commit to it and go down that specific line, whether it be Spillslinger, Graveyard, whatever you decide to do. Mm -hmm. So I designed this card that is the custom commander of this deck. I'm actually holding it right now. It's, so it's a have, real printed card. It's true. We have physical copies of it. So I designed this in consultation with James. James helped me. Another friend of ours helped me in a group chat that we had. And our amazing judge, Ellie, that you have heard of already in this episode, yes. um, has confirmed that the rules work for me. So thank you, Ellie, for doing that. Well templated. Bravo. bravo. Thank you. Thank you. I actually um, wrote it all out and then was like to Ellie, does this work on a magic card? And she was like, yep, no notes. Nice. Like, Nailed it. Bro. I understand rules. Custom cards are always something that judges are like, oh, I hate reviewing custom cards because you have to think about how can you break it? Yeah. How can you really break it? And for a judge to come back and be like, nah, good job. Yep. It's like, well done, man. Thank you. I was very proud of myself. Yeah. Not lie. <laughs> um, so basically I have paper versions of these cards. I'll tell you a bit later how you can pick up a copy of this yourself if you would like to. Mm. Um, but basically I commissioned my partner, Electra Thea. Uh, her Instagram is linked in the show notes. She's an amazing visual artist and writer. I commissioned her to design a art for me. It is me, basically, it's, but it's it's a it's a beautiful you as well. It you are rippling abs, <laughs> huge biceps, as per usual. I might add. <laughs> Um, but there are so many, like, little Easter eggs in this yeah. art. Yeah, so there is a little guy from Sprout Swarm in the yep. art. Uh, There's also the Dawn Charm I'm necklace. wearing the Dawn Charm. Yep. I've got these big, like, orange angelic wings. There's this beautiful purple and pink um, Hue sort of, of a background. sunset behind me that my partner designed. That was all her. She's fantastic like that. I'm and, of course, of... The, the Greek pillars. Yes. <laughs> That's also a lecture. Yep. That's nothing to do with Thrifty Thursdays. That's I know the artist. Yes. <laughs> she would have loved to get that in. It fits great. So it does I'm, look I'm incredible. I'm so happy to have it. But let's, which James, would you like to read the card that is the commander of the Thrifty Thursday deck? It? You do. I would love to. Okay. Well, the card's name. Oh, it's exciting. I yeah, get I know, to right? announce it. <laughs> it is Thursday Incarnate. For one white, one blue, a black, a green, and a red. So Wooberg Manacost, you will get a legendary creature, human avatar, power toughness for seven. Whenever you cast a spell, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may reveal a card with lesser mana value than that spell and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. And then this is just a beautiful line of text here. You lose the game if you cast a spell that has not been featured on Thrifty Thursdays. And can I, can I read the flavor text? Go for it. The flavor text is get budgeted, the cowed merchant. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that for weeks. <laughs> Finally got your fix. Finally did it. So yeah, this is the commander of the Thrifty Thursdays deck. Um, I'd like to take it's a moment. It's pretty strong. To, it's pretty good. It, it works for the deck. And look, this is what I was talking about is I wanted there to be a, an ability to find the cards that you need to pick your line. So mm -hmm. yeah, whenever you cast a spell, look at the top seven cards of your library, reveal a card with lesser mana value than that spell. Everything basically cantrips at this point. Yeah. It's, it's designed in such a way that it's not like just tutoring because it has to be lesser yeah. mana value. So it means that like Endro's Forerunners, for instance, is in the deck. It's, it's probably a, like the top of the curve as it's well. It's the top right? of the yeah. curve. It's an eight mana uh, creature, right? There's very... I don't think there's any nine drops in the deck. So the mm. only way you can find Endro's Forerunners is by drawing it or by casting an X spell, of which there is uh, one. That's clever. There's also one tutor in the deck, which I'll talk about later probably. But um, yeah, basically the, the, the really, really high impact spells are very hard to find because they're very high mana value. Yep. But you can find a lot of your synergy pieces but by also casting you, small spells. you never whiff either because you can always get a land because it says put that card into your hand. It's yes. reveal a card. So yeah. you can get a land. If you cast a one drop, mm -hmm. you can reveal the top seven yep. you can see that Enray's Forerunners revealed and you're like crap I'll get this land <laughs> yeah it works really well you hit your land drops really consistently yeah. with this deck we'll talk a bit about how it plays but I wanted to quickly shout out some of the flavour of this card in case you missed it 
Um, it's pretty on the nose if you didn't. If you did miss it, I'm impressed. <laughs> sure. So, obviously, it, we're talking about Thrifty Thursdays. We're talking about seven days of the week. It yep. looks at seven cards and picks one, i.e. it looks at seven days and picks Thursday. Correct. Fun. Uh, it's a 4-7 because the fourth day of the seven-day week is Thursday. Did you know it's also Thor Day? That's where it's from. <laughs> Thanks, James. I have heard that before. I got from told myself. recently. Yes. <laughs> um... So eventually, if you cast enough spells, the year resets and you begin to predict the future. Is this because you put them to the bottom in any in order? In any order. So eventually you start to control your fate. I have had this happen once in a game before. I've seen it. It was actually kind of like, how many times have you done it? And then I saw you go, if I just cast like three more one drops, I might be able to find this card that I put to the bottom Four turns ago. It's a really fun mechanic. I'm not going to lie. It takes long enough that you have to earn it, but it's not unfeasible to get mm-hmm. there. Um, so we talked about the features, some of my favourites with those cards on yeah. there. Sprout Swarm, Dawn Charm, that's the kind of thing. We will put up an image of the card in our Discord we so will. you can actually have a look at it because obviously there's plenty of ways to get in touch with us. We'll talk about that later, but like Discord and Twitter at, or X and Instagram now, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later, you yep. can go and get images of this card and have a look at the amazing art by Electra. definitely can. Um, I also want to note that, yeah, this gets around the issue of me cheating with lands earlier because it says you lose the game if you cast a spell that has not been featured on it Trippy Thursdays. It says cast a spell. Yes. Lands are not spells. Nice. Yep. However, it was pointed out in a recent game, mm-hmm. if you can force Walt to cast a card, <laughs> Walt loses the game. Yep. It's so, like, honestly, it's narrow enough. Like, we, I was sitting in a pod, because we've, we've done some playtesting, which we'll go into in a second. There was but... some secret behind-closed-doors playtesting yeah. that had to happen. It's true, but we, we were talking about, like, okay, like, how possible is it to make me lose? And people were kind of like, it's so hard. There's like, some, like, real... Like, you have to... You could use effects where... You know, whenever you cast a spell, each opponent copies a spell, may cast the copy. But that is so narrow and sees barely any play. And even that one says may cast the spell. Oh, so you can choose. Yeah, Yeah, that's so true. So it has to be like, you have to force me to cast a spell. And that's a really important one. It doesn't say control a permanent or anything like that. Mm. So if someone like gives me a permanent or makes me um, reveal to like get a permanent from my library or get a permanent from their library, that would be fine as long as I'm not casting it, which is Mm. really interesting. I feel, yeah, it's the only way I can feasibly think about it is if I like mind slave you, somehow get an Atali on your field, <laughs> swing with Atali, oh, and then trigger it. That's an interesting There's one. There's so many loopholes that I, I have to jump through. Honestly, it's narrow enough that if you, if you manage to do this against me, because I'm going to be playing this deck, mm. um, you deserve the win. <laughs> like, yeah. mad props to you. If you, oh my god, people are going to metagame the crap out of this now. <laughs> people aren't are going to be like su- sideboarding in, like, oh, I'm playing against Walt, put in Atali. Yeah. Or, like, whatever they're going to put in Atali in. and harmless offering. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I'd like to talk a bit about, so because I have built this deck, basically. Yep. It's I've, a real deck. I've it, seen it. It exists in paper. It actually exists in a Palms Off Gaming deck box it's as well. It's true. Very that, generously yeah. given by Palms Off Gaming. So thanks for that, Palms Off. But um, yeah, I've played about five games with the deck and tweaked it just very, very slightly. I did a lot of gold fishing before then, so mm. I was pretty confident in it. But I did about five games. James has been in all of these games, yep. by the way. Um, honestly... I thought it played, like, pretty well. Like, surprisingly well. It was good, actually. I'd yeah. argue that it's good. So once once the commander's on the battlefield, you have all your spells basically cantrip. Mm-hmm. You have so much control over your destiny because you can sequence your plays in the hope that you find certain spells. It's fairly easy to find the right cards for each moment. Like, find the removal spell you need. Or Seven cards deep is very deep in your library. It's pretty substantial. It's, it's, yeah. You hit so much more often than you miss, for yeah. sure. Um, and there are three sort of main sub-strategies we've talked about in the deck already, and they kind of support each other reasonably well, which is mm. the going wide with cards like Sprout Swarm, Captain of the Watch, that kind of thing. Deploy to the front. Yep, Deploy yep. to the front's a good one. Graveyard Recursion with cards like Infernal Offering, Backdraft Hellkite. And, then and Port of Carfell. Oh, that's true. Just, that's that's true. a land that it was featured. It's so hard to cast in a five-color deck to play, because it's like, Cause cause it's blue, like two blue, blue, blue and black, black or Yeah, something. it's yeah. ridiculously pipped. Um... Then there's a spell slinging strategy with cards like Volcanic Torrent and Double Vision. But, like, there's a lot of overlap here. So, Sprout Swarm, for instance, works great because it has buyback and convoke. Works great with cards like Empty the Warrens that yeah. have Storm. Or cards like Goblin Slide. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, Just pay one, make, pay a, one, goblin. make a goblin. That's like, nice. casting Sprout Swarm for free, pay one, make a goblin is basically like, yeah, pay one mana, make two creatures. It's pretty good. It's great. 
Um, I also like like the you know the one-off big combos that you could potentially hit in this deck, like casting deploy to the front while there's a double vision on board. Yeah, is for insanity. Yeah. So there's like <laughs> this is the kind of thing I realized is I sort of thought all these things existed completely separate, but if there's a Venn diagram of these three strategies, there is a bit of overlap. There are cards them. that see play in all of those strategies. Like I'm playing a spell slinger Jess I'm building a Jess guy spell slinger deck at the moment I've mm-hmm. actually finished it I just need to press order on the cards mm-hmm. and I am running double vision volcanic torrent and all this kind of stuff yeah. but I'm also running increasing devotion which is very similar to deploy to the front yeah. but it's a spell slinger card which also supports this going wide strategy yeah. there's a couple of cards that I can see in the, the graveyard recursion thing that I'm like oh this is just like a good spell to have in a deck that has a lot of like ETB effects on creatures yeah. and stuff like that just good get back reanimate make the etb happen again yeah weird i know we've talked about a lot of the time on this podcast about don't be distracted by too many sub categories and sub themes this deck does that so yeah feel free to at walt being like you did exactly what you told me not to (laughs) but it works actually if you can sit down for a game with walt with this deck i'll be bringing it to like every game store i go to for the next like Several months, it, I suspect. It's actually going to be attached in a holster on your foot. It's like, we need to get palms <laughs> off to develop like some kind of like quick draw access. <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> um, what, what was your experience like playing against it? I'm curious. I was honestly like when you came to me with the idea, I was like, this is going to be the jankiest pile of crap <laughs> I've ever seen. My feeling too. I was like genuinely, because it was such a cool idea in terms of like having a deck that was Walt and having like, it was so thematic and so cool. It was very similar when you said, I'm going to build an Electra deck. This feels like a Walt deck to yeah. me. Um, but when you played it for the first time, I was shocked at how much value the commander gave you. Mm-hmm. Seven cards is incredibly deep. And the fact that you hit more than you miss is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and the fact that yeah we've just spoken about it the strategies overlapping and cards synergizing that you wouldn't ever think of synergizing together no it was insane i was also just kind of pleased that it hung at tables that are casual tables that are running high powered cards like i actually the first game that we ever played with it i was Mm -hmm. playing my filaf deck Mm. and i had just tweaked it and re like given it a fresh paint of coat like a fresh paint of coat paint fresh of- <laughs> fresh <laughs> the amount of times i've done this on this podcast ever painted your walls with a coat <laughs> <laughs> ever looked at that coat and gone damn that's a wet drip <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Uh, But I just, like, recently upgraded this deck, and I was looking at my deck going, wow, this is really powerful. I don't feel like I should be playing this against Walt. And you were like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. I just want to see my deck if it does the thing at all. Mm Mm-hmm. I was doing some incredible stuff in that game. Like I mm. was, I was ramping out of the graveyard with Rami Nap Excavator, getting multiple landfall triggers a turn. Mm-hmm. I had like a twenty twenty plant at one point. Yep. And the whole time you were in the game, it wasn't like I was like avoiding eliminating you because we were testing a new deck. You mm. were like, no, I have all of these blockers. Yeah. And I can potentially double block something and kill it. Or if you swing out at me. I will go to two, but kill you on the crackback. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of moments where I was like, hang on, how am I playing a deck with Crucible of Worlds, doubling season, (laughs) and losing to a deck that costs less than a chupa chup? (laughs) (laughs) It was really amazing to behold. I was really surprised. I'm not saying it's busted. No. For anyone that's, like, listening to this and going, oh, I'm actually scared of going up against Walt's Mm. curated (laughs) five-color deck with a custom commander. (laughs) It's nothing like a busted five-color custom commander. Commander. No. The commander is strong to make sure the deck functions and gets to a point where at a table it can actually, yeah, hang and be at a relative power level. Yeah. But it was really impressive. Oh, I'm actually you. like goofy smiling thinking yeah. about those games. They were really fun. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I So I'll say it definitely hang in those kind of midish powered games. Yeah. It hasn't won a game yet. So, well, but it has come close. It's come close. I, I think it hangs. I don't think the ideal pod for it is that, like, Firelath, your Firelath deck. It was a bit too strong. Firelath sure. deck was probably a little bit stronger. And also, I think we played a game against um, Efren Jordan was playing his Ur-Dragon deck. That deck. That blew it out of the water. Strong, yeah. It was, like, way better than than my, um, my Janky Thursdays deck. Um, One yeah. of my favorite decks, by the way, Jordan's uh, Dragon deck, just beautifully built. Oh, really it's cool. it's just like it just does the thing so efficiently yeah. and so well. Yeah, it's a great deck. But yeah, I I think it's like I don't think it's down at precon level. I think the commander just pushes it a little bit higher than that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, not by much. I think this is a deck you could bring out against beginnerish. 
you know, battle cruisery casual games. Yep. Um, and it would be fine. It would be appropriate. It would wouldn't be busted. It would like do the thing. It would get close. Maybe it would win. Maybe it would lose. It would like it would hang. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think that it's like got enough interaction that it you know handles threats of other people's casual decks playing a big bomb like dawn charm is an incredible removal spell Mm. an incredible protection spell it can do really good things at a table and to be honest at that game you were like solving most of the problems at the table while still developing a board state the deck finds removal really well i'll say Mm. for sure because most of the removal is like three or two drop um, cards like most people's removal is in most commander decks yeah and you're looking seven deep most of the time as soon as a problem um, is a sort of you know uh, identified on the table it's very easy to dig until you find removal like you cast like two spells you've just gone 14 cards deep like the, the odds you find one removal spell in 14 cards is very high and also the removal spells are again at that mana value where you can pick it yeah. yeah, like Dawn Charm 2 mana. If you've cast a 3 CMC spell, you get it. Yeah. 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 I also think that the commander is just powerful enough because something that I proposed when you were thinking about it was an eminence ability. Mm. So it didn't have to be on the battlefield. Yeah. Because I have noticed since playing it a couple of times that if you remove the commander, it does terribly. Yeah, it doesn't like, work. The value of the deck really comes from the fact that you are sculpting your hand mm. with the perfect. Like, if you go, if you get your opening hand and write, all right, I can cast my commander, I've got the ramp, I've got whatever, and then I've got this double vision, I'm going to go down the spell slinger kind mm. of storm route. Yeah. If you see that, you're like, oh, amazing, I've got that kind of route. If you don't have your commander to go seven cards deep with every spell and go, right, there's seven cards here, one of them's a graveyard thing, one of them's a go wide thing, ah, there's my spell slinger, empty the Warren's storm mm. card. Yeah. I'll pick that. If you don't have that, it becomes a lot worse because you're drawing a card where you're trying to set up like a, you know, a big, you know, explosive storm count with Empty the Warrens mm-hmm. in your hand and you draw a Captain of the Watch. You're like, oh, this doesn't yeah. allow me to storm or well. You, or you draw Greg the Useless Sculptor. And yeah. Like, cool, I'll have a Sculptor every end step. That doesn't help at all. With kind of an attack with like these, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like an Eminence trigger would make it... Like, if you said... If, if you basically just made that line of text of look at the top seven eminence, it would be way too strong. Oh, it Because you yeah. would be doing the refilling thing before turn four or five, which mm. is when the commander comes out. I did the thing that I think um, wizards should do more often, and I think people have said this many, many times before, which is I've got a five color commander that costs five colors. Yes. Really yeah. important. Like, it costs Wooberg, right? Yeah. And and the important thing about that as well is, like, my mana has to be a certain way, and I have to play so much ramp in the early game to get to that five mana and Wooberg at the same time. Out of the five games, I think you cast it pretty consistent. I would say four out of five times it was on turn four. Yeah. And then maybe turn six for one of the games because you didn't hit the right colors or whatever. Yeah, like... there's also a lot of tap lands. Yeah. So if you're only getting to the five colors through tap lands, you are like fully a turn behind yeah. basically turn but, six is when you get your five drop commander out yeah, yeah exactly right but yeah but it, it it's very hard to get to the commander and you have to focus a lot of your energy in the early game on getting there mm-hmm. like i think even the, this exact same commander but if it costs like three and a white or if it or did four the, and a white it did the joda thing of like yeah. one and jess guy but then it's got a five color activated yeah. yeah yeah that would make the the deck so much stronger but yeah the 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 mana has to be kind of bad in the deck like the mana yep. base and the ramp has to be very, very dependent, like very important in the deck to even get to the five colors. I'm not saying it's terrible, by the way. I'm just saying like, I actually think the power level is pretty balanced. But yeah, I agree with you. If the, if the commander gets removed, the deck really struggles. You spend your next two turns trying to recast your commander is yeah. essentially what I've seen. I think it does like fly under the radar a little bit. I think it's not so strong of an ability that It people... definitely flies under the radar. No one's read the EDH rec article about this yet. <laughs> No one's one's sitting down. You played five games with it. All right, maybe that's the wrong word to use. It's it's not rated because no one has rated it yet. Um, Maybe it will start being a bit of a lightning rod for removal. Yeah, look, I think in the late game, I've seen it get removed a few times, and I think that's right. Like, once I have a full grip and I've got, like, a few creatures on board... Well, if you've got a full grip and your commander and, like a clear strategy on board because that's Mm -hmm. what I think the deck does it assembles a strategy and then with a full grip it can make the strategy work yeah so if you're going the go wide I'm trying to find and raise four runners and we can see that and you've got seven cards in hand you've got your commander I'm like he's gonna find that in like 
two spells. Yeah. Because you're going 14 cards deep. Mm-hmm. He's already looked through his entire library already at this point. He's probably maybe already got it in hand. Mm. We need to get rid of his card advantage engine. Yeah. That's the commander. Yeah, it's that's the, the right to choice. To be honest, if I could do only one thing differently in the design of the commander, I would have given it like Ward 2. Just, yeah, just to protect it a little bit. Just wait a little bit, not give it hexproof. For the early it, game. Yeah, just yeah. for the early game, because it is important to build with. But look, I'll say that, and I'll also say it flies under the radar. Like, people, mm. un- until the late game, people very rarely remove it. It's just a 4-7 most of the time. Like, it's finding me cards, but it's not doing something so busted that you have to remove it. I'll tell you what, it's a brilliant block as well. 4-7. Yeah, it a actually... 4-7 is a good block it was like i mean the flavor was there for making it a four out of seven but also just like keeping me alive having Mm. a four seven blocker actually keeps you alive pretty well yeah good chunk of the time um so a question i'm sure some people are asking out there because we've sort of jumped around it a little bit is can i see this deck list that you've made walt (laughs) walt can i do that want to see the actual cards in the list yes and the answer is you can Mm. If you subscribe to the Patreon <laughs> in the Quadrant Lieutenant or higher tier of our Patreon, uh, you will receive a link to this deck list, yep. as well as a paper copy of Thursday Incarnate, including the art by Electra. It's really incredible. Cool. I've literally been like fiddling with the card the entire time we've been recording this because I love how it looks. It looks like a magic card as well, which is incredible. Yeah. It just, it's pretty, you should, yeah, you want this. It's very cool. It's it's borderless as well. It goes all yep. the way to the edge. It's very, very nice. So yeah, you can receive a copy, a copy. A copy of the deck list and a copy of the card. Sorry, not a copy of the deck list. You can receive the deck list. Yes, the link to Moxfield. Yes, and you can receive the physical card itself. So you can build the deck yourself. You'll have everything you need to build the deck yourself. And I'm happy to say that people subscribing at tiers higher than Quadrant Lieutenant have the ability to receive a signed copy of Thursday Incarnate. I will sign a copy for you. That's pretty cool. You're doing signed copies of a custom card. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty cool. It, I think it's pretty cool. And you will also receive a link to a slightly different deck list. This will be the live deck list because as I continue to write Thrifty Thursdays, because it's not leaving, it's going to keep on happening every Thursday, I'm going to make substitutions to my deck because I'm going to find new cards that I think fit the deck list better. I might put more card draw in there. I was talking about how that was yep. lacking a little bit. And so, yeah, you can have a link to my live Moxfield deck list and you will be able to keep up to date with the deck and make substitutions as I do, if you would like. It's, I honestly would really urge you to at least have a look through this deck list at least once. You can subscribe to the Patreon once to get the link and have a look, pay mm-hmm. the monthly fee, yep. and then you can unsubscribe if you really, really want to. Mm-hmm. The Quadrant Lieutenant is like not much. It's like a couple of bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a bunch of other benefits as well, but have a look at the list at least once. This deck is weird. I love it so much. And you are also going to be helping Walt be able to do more of this podcast stuff. We're going to be mm. doing more Thrifty Thursdays, more episodes. So by supporting the Patreon, you're not only getting uh, a cool art card with some incredible artwork, you are going to be like supporting what we do here at Get Commanded. So go to patreon.com slash getcommandedpodcast and you can find all of those amazing benefits and support what we do. It's true. Well, writing Thrifty Thursdays for you all over the last hundred weeks has been my absolute joy. I hope that my writing has shown you all the power of the underpriced and underappreciated cards in our format, and that you've picked some of them up for your own Commander decks. Thrifty Thursdays has kept me in touch with my creativity during times that I otherwise wouldn't be able to. Cough, lockdown. So (laughs) thank you for reading and enjoying the posts. It means a lot to me. And if they've given you even a fraction of the joy I felt when I was writing them, then I'm a happy man. So Space Commanders, command command received. received. That's awesome. Well, look, to you listeners, what do you think of Thrifty Thursdays? And I want to know which is your favorite and whether or not you've included a Thrifty Thursdays card because of the blog post Walt does. Yeah. I'm curious. I want to know as well, for those who've been following for a long time, what's your favorite as well? I've had a couple. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my favorites was Haunted Cloak. Um, but just because I love the the rhythm of the, there once was a man yeah. in a cloak. The he loved to yeah. bathe and to soak. But his cloak would get, get wet and smell worse than sweat. So now he's the weird sticky bloke. bloke. <laughs> I can remember that one word for word. I think it's awesome. The limerick, yeah. It's a good one. Um, so you can get in touch with us by sending us an email or joining the Greensboro Commander Community Discord server to chat with us and other members of our playgroup. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram and threads, which yeah. we've just created an account for. So you can see our thoughts on upcoming cards, sets, events, other Magic the Gathering updates. We're at 
get commanded on all platforms. Yeah, and I will say Instagram, if you want a real good glimpse into our lives, um, I will be jumping on that quite often on the stories. I will be like posting up some uh, live gameplay updates if we're mm. in games together. Sure. Just generally filming what we do at Commander Night. So if you want to follow us on Discord and see like our actual faces on a camera, um, I reckon Instagram is going to be the place to go. Yeah, I'd say so. And speaking of our Patreon, we mentioned a couple times this episode, we would like to thank our patrons Stella Tam and Fuzzy. And we'd also like to make a very special shout out to Fletcher Cutting, who supports us in the Space Commander tier. You're the best, Fletcher. You are the best. And once again, thank you to Palms Off Gaming for sponsoring this podcast and also providing the really nice Genesis Nitro Core deck box mm. that Thrifty Thursdays The Deck uh, sits in now. It's also, they supplied the sleeves. Did they uh, really they, use their sleeves? They did. I think I'm not allowed to mention what they're called yet because I think they're not actually oh, released. these are their unreleased yeah, ones. Yeah, they gave us some unreleased sleeves. So very special that shout out to them for that but yeah, yeah the, the deck is living in a box and living in sleeves that are provided by palms of gaming and for free so thank you very very yes. much to palms of gaming for that you can check out all the sorts of things that they have offer have on offer for you at palmsoffgaming.com.au all right well well this is a weird one because mm-hmm. we've done the episode we've had multiple thrifty thursday interludes yes so uh should we planeswalk that's planeswalk out of here where are we planeswalking to this week james well considering we're in the month of august Mm -hmm. um and we've uh got a couple of important things that happen in august namely mine and my partner theo's birthdays oh yeah i'd like to planeswalk to birthday land (laughs) and give you an update on what we got to do for our birthdays sure so i was present for your birthday i recall that that was at the game store we played in a midnight pre-release for Commander Masters. Yeah. Very good timing that that was that night. It was kind of wild. So yeah, my birthday was like the day that it ticked over for the pre-release. Yeah. And I tried to keep it on the DL. I was very, I'm very much a person that hates being the center of attention for uh, for not a reason that I want it to be. <laughs> like, I love being the center of attention when it's like, I'm making a podcast. You should subscribe to yeah, it. Yeah. I'm very good at that. But I'm not great at when it's like, happy birthday to yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Sure. But um, look, the game store that I play at, I've been a pretty prominent member there now for a while. Yeah. And I've been very embedded in the community. And it was so sweet. And you were actually completely unaware of this. No one clued you into the the surprise, did they? No, not to this, yeah, the, yeah. the cake that uh, your mum apparently had yeah. prepared earlier that day. So right? my my partner, Theo, and one of the people that work at the store, Luke, who we've mentioned on this podcast before, is an incredible guy. They colluded with my mother to get my mum to make a massive cake. Like, I'm talking like it was a huge it's slab like of almost cake. a metre long kind of thing. It was huge. It was like genuinely, I reckon, a good yeah like 50 centimeters yeah Yeah, pretty big um and like on a board and to the store so when i walked into the store there was all these like streamers and bunting and balloons up and i was like what's going on with the things luke and he's like it's your birthday bro and i was like oh dude i didn't know you did that for me that's so sweet thank you just keep it on the dl though like it's just you know we'll say it's for commander masters celebratory yeah anyway so we sat down we did the draft mm-hmm. we did the commander masters draft i drafted an absolute sick deck in that draft by yeah the way. you won right yeah i won yeah. my part i got a yeah. bunch of prizes it was sick um it was for those wondering it was the joriel one in a green whenever you draw your second card make a cat mm-hmm. and Razaketh as partner commanders yeah so for, for the purposes of commander masters any single color commander had partner mm. only for the draft so not in regular commander but for draft purposes any single color commander you could play in your command zone with another commander yeah. in the command zone of a different color identity if you wanted so you built a Golgari deck in this yeah. case from Razaketh and Jorael I ended up building a um, you you cracked crater hoof didn't you in this yeah draft? I cracked hoof in, yeah. in my first pack actually pack, pack one pick one hoof <laughs> so I built a like a I think it was a gruel ramp deck who are my commanders I had Rishkar Pima Renegade put plus one counters on stuff no Tasmana. Oh, didn't you have Thrix, the Southern Storm? Wasn't it Simic? Oh, it was Simic. It was a yeah. Simic ramp deck. Yeah, I did, yeah. did yucky Simic things. Yeah, of course. Had every ramp spell I could find, and then just, like, massive bomb creatures. Yeah. And then, yeah, Thrix made them cheaper. Uh, Rich Car put counters on them. And I was just fishing for hoof. That's um, so cool. Yeah, it was a fun draft. But, yeah, so you, dra- you drafted Golgari. I drafted Golgari. Once we'd, like, all done the deck building and all that kind of stuff... 
Luke goes to the back room and asks, funnily enough, comes up to me and goes, hey, man, do you mind just watching the front for a second? I'm just running to the back room. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, no worries. I do it all the time. And he comes out with a birthday hat, like a party hat on, yeah. with a cake with candles in it, singing happy birthday. And the whole store sings happy birthday to me and honestly made me feel so loved. Uh, I was such like a, oh, I've got a real family in this community of yeah. absolute nerds. I love it. <laughs> so that's what I did for my birthday. We ended up playing at the store until, God, like 3.30, Four o'clock yeah. in the morning. I left at like one thirty, and there were games of Commander just starting when I left. Yeah. So yeah, it was a I long didn't, way to go. I didn't get home till about four o'clock. I I, I literally locked up the store with with Luke on Jeez. the way out. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, but for my partner's birthday, which was literally yesterday, as of time uh, of recording. Yeah. Um, we did something special. I basically said to Theo, "Don't worry about the day. Just keep it blank. I'm just going to do something special for you because we never do anything." It's really rare that we get to go out just us together for our own little adventures. It's always yeah. with a group of friends or... Yeah, double dates and that kind of thing. We're both working full time. It's yeah. pretty challenging. Hard to find the time. So, I had booked us a break room. Have you ever seen these? I have seen these on people's Instagrams before, right? It's the yeah. big room full of, like, crockery and breakable things. Yeah. And then you put on, like, a big jumpsuit and have a baseball bat. Basically, that... yeah. yeah. You also get, with, with the package that I bought, we got a crowbar. Oh, my so God. So I felt real Joker from Batman yeah. with a crowbar. <laughs> and a sledgehammer. Oh, my word. Oh, my God. I, we spent, so we each got to choose, like, three or four songs that we could be in there. Because they play your own music. You yeah. get to choose the music. Nice. So I was playing like heavy metal and stuff. Yeah. But I thought it was the perfect gift for Theo. Theo has needed to blow off some steam yeah. for a while. That makes sense. And it was it was carnage in there. <laughs> um, absolute mayhem. Uh, we also got like two computer monitors, like disc decommissioned computer monitors. Oh. And beat the ever living hell out of those. Wow. The cool thing about it though, and this is my actual planes walk away from magic, is this company, The Break Room, they actually do some incredible environmental work because they they what they do with all this decommissioned computer stuff is they move it out of landfill cycles. So mm. what this stuff would usually be going towards would be landfill. They redirect it to them. They keep it for a couple of months, have a bunch of people beat the ever living hell out of it mm -hmm. and then like rip it apart, send it to like recycling centers. Oh, wow. And then they also recycle the ceramic that's coming out of the crockery and all that kind of stuff. Wow. In a massive skip i'm talking like oh it's huge it's like four meters wide by about like oh probably four meters high by about like seven meters wide it's a wow. huge skip yeah. massive massive skip and they empty that once a week far out it's impressive how much they go through wow yeah, it was cool. good fun. Um, it's a break. It's in Collingwood in Melbourne. Yeah, I think I've ridden past it on the train before. Yeah, maybe. yeah. It's really cool. If you've got some, if you've got a reason to go and blow some steam off in a room where they just give you a visor and a baseball bat, <laughs> go do it. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> it sounds like fun. But that was yeah. The month of August was the month of birthdays for me, so that was go. my plans. Oh, I'm glad you had a good time with both of them. So that's all we have time for. We'll see you next Friday for another transmission from the Space Commanders. Goodbye, Commander players.